With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I could just hear some guy. Listen, we already have the footage. Add a graphic. Make it legit. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We'll pull William Shatner back in here with the bubbles again. Fine. <laughs> I'm just a girl in front of a mic asking people to watch weird shit with me. Welcome to... Wait, what are you watching? (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wait, What Are You Watching? A comedy podcast where I force guests into watching weird documentaries with me and talk about it on the show. I'm your host, Elaine Chaney, and today my guest co-host is one of my good friends, Mallory. Mallory, welcome to the show. Hi, Elaine. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you on. Uh, Mallory and I used to work together at Schmersh Castle. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I remember when I first met you, you said you wanted to work there from a while back. Yeah, it was like my dream job as a kid. I think I was like 15 the first time I went there and I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm going to work here. I got my master's in history and I got a job there and I loved it. Oh my gosh. Uh, and you did it. I, you're so uh, to be like 15 and so goal oriented. I think I was like 35 and I'm like, I should probably have a plan of some sort. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we're neither of us are there anymore. So that didn't work out. <laughs> we got to readjust the plan. <laughs> well, it was a phase in life. <laughs> it was. It was a good phase. It was fun. But yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. no job is like bad. I feel like it like directs you to places you need to be mm-hmm, maybe for sure. right yeah you get your learning experiences from every job for sure yeah and on new year's eve i will have the honor of making it official for mallory and her girlfriend gina and i'm so honored um to you know bring you two together and congratulations how's the planning going that's the big question oh my gosh yeah no we're so excited to have you there i cannot wait but Um, Gina's been gone for six months on her deployment uh, with the Air Force. So now that she's back, we're getting back into planning, getting all the details situated. All the big things are taken care of and we got you. So that's all that matters. (laughs) Aw, thank you. I mean, it's so, I mean, wedding planning is, I mean, insane anyway. And then the closer the date gets, you start remembering things that like, oh, did we remember this? And did we remember that? (laughs) I know even now I like... I have my dress. There's still some big things we need to work out, but I'm like, dang, we're like seven months out, which sounds like a long time, but I think it's going to go really fast. I mean, so. when did you guys get engaged? Like a year ago, maybe? Um, December 2020. So like a year and a half ago. 
Yeah. And it feels like you, I just saw you post it. So seven months is going to go by in a blink. Yeah. It'll go fast, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun party. (laughs) I'm excited too. I loved your, um, you guys sent out invitations and the first thing, the little magnet thing. I love how it was just like free drinks. Oh yeah. By the way, we're getting married. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Obviously that's the most important thing. The the party. (laughs) I was just like, you must know your audience. (laughs) Mm-hmm. for sure yeah so it's been really kind of awesome watching your adventures together you share it all on instagram and like you know you said gina's in the military and you have long stretches of being away from each other which i'm sure so many couples in the military can relate to um and just to mention your instagram where can listeners find you on instagram yeah um so gina and i have a page it's called toe beans and lesbians <laughs> i love that um just like it sounds yeah we talk mostly just about like our relationship and our challenges as like an lgbt couple and then also lots of cat stuff because we love our two kitties <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy for you both and um what was your incentive for like sharing your story on instagram with yeah. you and gina I think like obviously these days we have a lot more representation and visibility as far as like LGBTQ couples and relationships and just people in general, but it's still not the norm. So I think like part of our goal especially is just to like be visible for people who are trying to find themselves, trying to figure out what they're doing, where they're going in life. And like, if we can just be a good role model and be visible and like, Hey, this is the reality of like Mm -hmm. being gay in the world today. I think that is very helpful for young people or anyone trying to figure out their, their journey. So. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. It's still, I mean, it's more, you know, it's more accepting now, but it's still new territory, you know, especially with, you know, every, every relationship is different. Um, and so I think, like you said, it's great to have representation and also like different stories out there. And your story is a unique one. Yeah, for sure. Do you mind yeah. sharing like how you and Gina met? Yeah, of course. So um, Gina and I met at work actually um, in Phoenix. We worked at a historic house together. I was an intern. It was, you know, very <laughs> funny in that way. No, she doesn't like to when I tell people that I was the intern. But I was. <laughs> It worked She's out. Like, By the time we started dating, you were an actual employee. You weren't the intern anymore. <laughs> but that's how you met. You were the intern and she was yeah. an employee there. Yes. She was like my boss for a little bit. But um, so we met there. Um, we were friends for about a year before we started dating. And actually, just about the time I moved to California to go work at our other favorite place, um, that's when we started dating. So our, we were immediately long distance that first year trying to figure it out. But. Right. And did you know immediately that there was an attraction? Is it something, It was it like a gradual thing? Like who made the first move? All the good questions. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I mean, I guess it was a gradual thing. I was, she had just gotten out of like a bad relationship at the time we met. And I was dating a guy at the time. Um, and that was horrible. So I think it's the more time that we spent together, like we just realized this attraction and it grew. And then at the time I was leaving. So we were like, well, like, let's try it. If it doesn't go anywhere, that's okay. But yeah, 
Yeah, but we were very into each other from like a certain point. We we're like, okay, we're doing this. Like, right, this sure, you know, it was kind of a mutual thing. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, what was your? I mean, dating a guy, you know, and then dating a woman. Did you encounter any resistance, or was it just okay? Like, uh, like an accepting, you know, <laughs> people accepted it. Yeah, or, I or mean, were people surprised by it? I think people were less surprised than I thought they would be, which probably says a lot. There's a lot of like um, internal struggle you have to deal with, like not struggle so much as just like coming to terms with who you are and what you're feeling and just being open to feeling that. Yeah. And I think at that point in my life, like I was just falling in love with a person and it didn't really matter to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most people were very supportive and accepting. I think you were like literally the first person I came out to. Oh, I was? <laughs> so, I think oh. so. Because I just moved and like I didn't really tell anybody. And you were probably one of the first people, if not the first. So. Oh, my goodness. And well, you were very supportive and great. And so it was a good experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously everything is more normalized now. But yeah, people like even just by visibility and like erasing that coming from both sides of you know gay and straight people erasing by people's existence and 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 that whole spectrum you know right completely like i do see like within the community the you know having bi representation is is very because you're either even within men it's like you're either this or that you mm-hmm. you can't be both yeah <laughs> but you most definitely yeah. can be but it's, I think, a journey for everybody trying to figure out their sexuality. Yeah. Um, I think very few people just, like, are born knowing exactly what they want and, like, never changing. They like to say that that's how it is, but I think very few people actually, like, never question. Yeah, exactly. And or, or even explore the possibility because they're like, nope, I tunnel vision on, like, who I am. Well, good for you for putting it out there, too, honestly, you know. Okay, so this is the part of a show, and I hope Gina won't get mad because it's the part of the show called The Probe. Now, (laughs) The Probe isn't anything invasive. There's no need to do stretches. Um, I'm just going to ask you a paranormal-related question to kind of see where you're at. So today's question is, what would be the least scary thing to wake up to at 3 a.m.? A ghost? A gray alien or Bigfoot? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean, they're all scary in their own right. But if you had to choose who you saw at 3 a.m. at the end of your bed. You know, I feel like this opinion has changed over the years. Okay, (laughs) I used to be, like, terrified of ghosts and, like, I have to leave all the nightlights on and stuff. But for the last couple years, Gina and I have been binging ghost adventures (laughs) Oh, my God, Zach yeah. Baggins. <laughs> yes, like all the time. But I feel like it's desensitized me to like ghost stuff a little bit. I would say a ghost would be the least scary because Bigfoot or the alien could like attack you, and take you away. Right. Yeah. I feel like they're physically there yeah. more so than like a ghost. 
And a ghost could be a nice ghost. It doesn't have to be a demon entity. So right, right. I'm going to choose ghost. <laughs> ghost. I think, I don't know. I always think a ghost, uh, definitely not a Bigfoot because that's basically an animal in your house. Yeah. Um, a, and then I'm like a gray alien. It's kind of spindly. Like I could take it, yeah. but, <laughs> but <laughs> I could take it. But also they have like stuff to like, you know, paralyze you. So I think yeah. I'm with you. A ghost. Every time somebody sees a ghost, I've never heard of a ghost like attacking unless it was a poltergeist. And that's like totally different thing. Yeah. So, so you watch Ghost Adventures? I love Ghost oh, Adventures. Oh my God. That's what we need to do next time. We need okay. to do an episode. Because I love making fun. Because for me, it's not the ghost so much as Zach Baggins is my. He's everything. Yes. <laughs> he's hilarious. He, he's, so easy. he's so, I think he doesn't know who he is now because he's so the character. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, and I, it's gone so far. Like <laughs> He's so douchey. And just like, how are you going to catch a ghost when every sound scares the fuck out of you? <laughs> It's true. They're all screaming, especially like the older episodes. Like they're just yelling all the time and everything's attacking Aaron. It's just hilarious. And he's always, he's like, he sees something scary. He's like, Aaron, go. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, we're going to lock you in the basement. And then, in, and then like when Aaron does experience something, he runs down there to like try to take credit. It's just, yeah. it's a great show, actually. I make fun of it all the time, but I'm super jealous because like, what does he do for, I mean, how many seasons? I think they're on, like, the 25th season right now. Like and he has this museum and stuff. Like, yeah. he must be rolling in it. God. Oh, like, he scored the lottery. So, when I talk shit, it's just pure jealousy. I'll admit it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we didn't watch that. But now I now that I know you watch it, mental <laughs> note for a future show, we're definitely okay. going to we're going to review a Ghost Adventures. But we watched something that I had never heard of. So I usually send and thank God, thank you to Molly Mackler for giving me this idea. I send like a list of documentaries. I have not seen. Usually I don't see any of them because I want to be as surprised as my guests. Mm -hmm. So I'll look at different topics and then I'll send you like a variety of different topics. And you picked one with parallel worlds. Mm -hmm. But it happened to be an episode with William <laughs> Shatner, who is equally as douchey as Zach Baggins. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I feel, I feel like he was the OG douche. He was. And he was so perfect for this. It was hilarious and cheesy and it's just so good. <laughs> and it had like the whole thing. I mean, the minute it started to get serious, you couldn't get serious because they would cut to Shatner. And it was like he had like a dad joke vibe. Uh huh. Sure. And they totally leaned in on that dad joke vibe. <laughs> I mean, the first two seconds of the show he pulls up on a Segway <laughs> like I was like what am I watching is that William Shatner on the Segway <laughs> and like, like I, I can only imagine thinking of the storyboard like whose idea was okay so how are we going to start the show I'm thinking Segway and Shatner <laughs> Shatner uh, on a Segway mm -hmm. so and like you said that was the beginning and I was in and yeah. so in the beginning he starts to explain the topic <laughs> of parallel universes in a terrible way. But also like, I think he was high or something <laughs> or drunk. He did sound kind of high. I didn't like, I couldn't follow what he was talking about at all. <laughs> no. Like after every section he would come back and like recap it. And I was like, 
I don't think that's what they just talked about. <laughs> like the, he was, know. they did. He was using bubbles in the beginning <laughs> to explain the universe, but he got so involved with the bubbles, like a child, that he. I, I had no idea what he was talking about, and he, he was, was like screaming at the bubbles. Oh he was. God. He was like bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was talking about how our world, like our universe, are bubbles and they've crashed into ours. I'm like, I've listen, I've done stories on parallel universe. I've never heard it described in this way. Mm-hmm. So I already know that this is immediately the type of documentary that on the surface, it looks like they're really looking into it, but low key kind of making fun of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you asked Shatner to be the host. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> He's not like a legitimate news source. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's just kind of like keying in on the whole. And and it's funny that we brought up Ghost Adventures, but I really do think they saw the popular people see the popularity of Ghost Adventures and don't really care about the topic per se. It's just a topic to draw people in. But I think the ridiculousness of of it is what they're hoping for. A Zach Baggins situation. And it, to be fair, it was effective and kind of enticing because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, and so they start talking about this girl, Rosemary Gilly. So she goes hiking in in Fonstam State Park in New York. I probably said that wrong. Anyway, she went by herself and there's these things called the King's Chamber. I went ahead and looked at it because I'd never heard of it. So if you're in Way, Way, Way Wanda Court in New York... It says you can, according to Poughkeepsie Journal, you can hike to this trail like right now. And the hiking trail is two miles. It's a mild hike, but the rider didn't recommend it for beginners because there's not a trail to follow. You have to follow these no trespassing signs. And there's a lot of direction on the website. Like, and then you spot this rock and turn over left. And and I'm immediately like, immediately, no, I can't do that. I get lost in my own neighborhood. Like, would you hike this? That's crazy. There's no trail. You have to like print the instructions and bring them with you. No, I wouldn't hike that. Are you, are you a hiker? I, I actually do enjoy hiking. Like we live in like a foothill area, so there's lots of trails, but that's a little ridiculous. Right. I'm in Phoenix too. Like it's not like the forest. The desert's pretty chill. (laughs) You can't get lost. Exactly. There's like all these open space. Like even here, I mean, I I hike up to Valencia Peak and it's fine when there's people there. But when there's no people there sometimes and the brush is a little, you know, that's when I'm like, crap, I shouldn't listen to all those like podcasts about state parks and all the people that disappear from the state parks. Yes. No, I was taking a walk. Um, a couple of weeks ago, listening to a podcast about missing women. And I, I'm like, you know, this isn't a good idea. I'm like in the dark by myself <laughs> listening to this. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, no matter what, I'm like armed with something. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the LA girl coming out of me. And I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Cause I'm easy. <laughs> like if, even if it's a Bigfoot, like I'm like a fun size snack. You are. They'll just pick you up, scoop you up, and take off. <laughs> Nobody would know the difference. But, yeah, I, there's no way, especially with this particular thing, this girl went hiking, and it leads them to these king's chambers, which is basically like a hole in the ground covered with rocks. Nobody knows what they're for. Even in that article, they're like, 
Nobody knows who made them. Native Americans, ancient Druids. Nobody knows how old they are. They're just holes in like the hill. So with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary was braver, or Rosemary was braver than us. She went to the, the ruins, and apparently she saw a shadow, like, following her, looking at her and the voice in her head says get out well yeah and people have reported encounters of shadow people and rosemary kind of put out that option that maybe they're from parallel dimensions that just around the bend in space you could see them under the right circumstances so she's kind of talking frequency which i kind of somewhat agree with if you're gonna talk about like if you're gonna talk about parallel universe, I feel like they're not physical. They're more like frequency waves, like radio stations even. So each radio station is different. But in the premise of this show is like, they, they go from that story and they go to the skeptic. <laughs> what did you think of Mary's encounter? She was an interesting lady. Um, but my first thought, they're showing this shadow running around the woods, which was silly looking. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, it's like Slenderman or something. <laughs> the money the money was not going into graphics. Let's face it, there was not a lot of money going into anything no. in this show. <laughs> and all of William Shatner blowing bubbles in his segue. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, my first thought was like, well, I would see that as like more of a ghost or like a demon entity or something more than like a parallel world. But then like, is the paranormal world a parallel world? I don't know. Right. That's a good question. Because are we seeing what we call as ghosts? Are we seeing just like a peak? Like the the curtain yeah. is thinner and we can see a peak of like a parallel universe. Yeah. Because I don't, I've told the story a lot. I'm going to tell it again. But I love the story about how um, there was this grandma that was like sitting and knitting and she looked over and she saw three guys kind of appear by the doorway and disappear. And she was, of course, afraid, told the family that the barn or wherever she was living was haunted. And then she passed away. And when she passed away, her two grandsons and her son were kind of like emptying out, you know, her house. So they enter the house and she's sitting there knitting the grandma is sitting there knitting and looks up at them and looks scared. So it was, I got chills. It was like a time travel-y kind of thing. Or like she peeked into the future past. Right. Like, are they haunting? Is time all the same? And like, you know what I mean? Like that story always freaks me out. I'm like, Oh, so like, are we haunting each other? (laughs) Yeah. You're just sitting into different dimensions. Right. You know, with Zach Baggins, maybe in another dimension, like in the 18th century, they hear some dude screaming and they're like, oh, shit, (laughs) it's haunted. (laughs) And it's just just Zach Baggins. (laughs) 
There's no ghosts. It's just us yelling at each other in different time periods. Exactly. I think, so anyways, okay. back to this documentary, this Chris French guy, he's a psychologist and he's like, yeah, well, that's just shadows. <laughs> and it's kind of condescending because he's like explaining how shadows work. And I'm like, dude, people know what shadows are. And then he points out that it might be this thing called parodolia or paradelia, where our brains are making sense of random patterns. Like, Jesus on toast. I totally get that. Honestly, I don't know about you. If I was Rosemary Gilly and I feel like I've had these experiences, I would be a little offended at the suggestion that she's like a two-year-old who doesn't know how shadows work. <laughs> yeah. No, he was very condescending. I think he even said at one point, he said, like, these shadows are just shadows. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he to bring in the Jesus toast stuff. And like, he's like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Right? I'm like, I don't think shadows scuttle. And Rosemary was kind of experiencing shadows scuttling. And he was like, well, yeah, shadows are like that. No, they're not. Shadows oh. are very flowy and follow you. And it's not, I've never seen a shadow that scuttled. No, I said, I feel like you could tell the difference, but so yeah that was uh, but that's i see the setup now okay we're gonna go with the expert who says no um so have you ever mistaken anything ordinary as something paranormal in your life oh i'm sure i have <laughs> i'm like quick to say that every sound and everything moving is like a ghost but <laughs> the other day i was so i had like um those like little pride flags i had one sitting on my dresser and it was, it'd been sitting there for days and I was walking from the closet, like towards the dresser and it just like flew off and landed on the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, we have a homophobic ghost in our house. <laughs> a homophobic ghost. <laughs> like ghosts. the fan was probably on or something. It just like blew off. I'm like, I don't know. I, I think we I, have the homophobic ghost. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm totally like that too. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, um, we have like a, a little, and it came when we rented the house, there was this kind of little soldier, like a, like a Spanish soldier by a tree. It was just like a little, you know, sculpture. I swear yeah. to God, it has turned. <laughs> like I haven't touched it. And my husband's like, no, it's cause it's underneath the tree. And as the tree grows, it's like the roots are moving it. And I'm like, Ew. I don't know. I, I don't like it. It stares at me, but I still haven't taken it off because I'm like fascinated to see. I should mark it. Yeah, I should like leave a camera on it at all times and see if something happens. I mean, it it all sounds like a good idea when the sun is up. Right. <laughs> right. Until you watch the footage. <laughs> okay, no. we have to move now. We have to burn the house now. Yes. <laughs> So <clears throat> they were instead they get so they have William Shatner. They're back to William and he's holding a puppy up to cast a shadow. And I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? He's making shadow puppets. And, <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I don't know. He just brings out the, the shadow puppet dog and then the thing on the wall looks nothing like the dog he's holding and then he calls it fluffy or something. And I'm just like, what does this have to do with it? I really feel like they were just throwing things to entertain him because I feel like Shatner has gives off this vibe of like, uh, I need to go somewhere. I have to be somewhere. And like, he probably yeah. didn't want to do this. He probably just needed the money. Yeah, probably. and so they're like, "How can we keep them? Let's get, let's ply them with bubbles and puppies." Yeah, <laughs> anything to keep them entertained and engaged in this for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe that explains the segue. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, "How do you want to enter? How do you want to enter?" He's like, "Segue. I need to have a segue." They're like, "All right, whatever <laughs> William wants. <laughs> whatever William wants. We're spending all the money on him. None of it on the graphics or the supposed experts. The experts, yes. <laughs> I think the next expert. I think I wrote down. It just said he was um, a science educator. Right. I was like, that he doesn't have a degree, right? <laughs> That's literally nothing. I don't think that was on the list of occupations when we were in high school. Science educator." Right. It's so vague. Like, it's kind of like, I feel like people who are ancient alien theorists are more legit than this next guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was like, it pisses me off because I was like, if you could, if like, I want to get delve into like good explanations. Like, I want to see what, you know, somebody with a little knowledge knows about, you know, but no, 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 no. This fucking guy's explanation was bananas. He sounded insane. I was like, where did they find this guy? Like, what, what does he do? For, this is what I wrote down. Who pays this guy? What does he do for a living? Like, how does he explain his job to people? He's right. dedicated his whole life to like this crazy alternate dimension thing. I just did not understand. <laughs> and like, how do how do you pay your bills, my man? He's not even doing anything. And then there's this whiteboard in the background. And it says like all these random dates. It's like April, March, May, February, March. And I'm like, what is he doing in there? <laughs> he, he, yeah. I put paranormal researcher, science educator, which sounds fake as fuck. Yeah, see? <laughs> Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, that's not a real thing. I, and I was like, that's not a real thing. And his explanation is not a real thing. Like, I, I feel like he's on the same wavelength as the guy who invented Scientology. You know, the. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like talking about this other dimension or like, like it's a culture that he studied. He's like, oh, when you live in the other dimension, these are your customs. And this I'm like, how the fuck do you know? Like, what? <laughs> What weed are you smoking? <laughs> what is it laced with? So he started talking about like gravitons and how it ties the entire universe together. And he's like, gravity is the weakest force in the universe. He thinks gravity coming from the sun should tear our world apart, but it doesn't because of these gravitons. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> also, didn't he say that like, gravitons aren't a real thing that's been proven yet he just like made it up i don't know if they're real or not i'm not a scientist but i don't i don't think they're real i've never heard of it but his vibe was i discovered it and good luck catching up to me yeah for sure 
You're in my mom's basement. <laughs> right. We've all heard of energy drinks. Heck, I used to drink it on the show, and we all know it's not good for you. But have you heard of productivity drinks? I had not until I was introduced to Magic Mind and tried it out for five days. When I tell you I felt the effects immediately, it cured my midday yawns. You know that time after lunch, but before going home, I would get tired, I would grab a coffee, energy drink, and got way too jittery. But with Magic Mind, I didn't have to do that. I drank it with my morning coffee, and I was good to go. I was able to focus, be creative, productive. This drink delivers without the jitters. Ha! I just made that up. I swear. What's great about Magic Mind is that it's good for you. It's got matcha, adaptogens, nootropics. You could go check it out yourself. I'm certainly a believer. Go to magicmind.co forward slash what with three A's and use my odd squad discount code at checkout what 20 and get 20% off your first purchase. And if you get a subscription, you get 40% off. You've got nothing to lose with those caffeine shakes. So check it out. Yeah. And so these gravitons open up a portal and I put, I just, I can't, I just can't because <laughs> I usually take notes as they're typing and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't even explain to the listeners the visual that they showed. So these gravitons uh, were like almost like filters or something like that. Uh, and that's what was, this is my best explanation. It's somehow diluting the gravity that's coming from the sun. And in that, these things from another universe catch a ride on the gravitons and appear. So the gravitons are like universal buses. Yeah. Absolutely bananas. Like, how did the person behind the camera not laugh? I know. Like, did they find this guy and they're interviewing him thinking like, oh, well, maybe he knows something. And the more he talks, the more they're like, do we use this in the show? <laughs> like, what is he talking about? Interdimensional beings riding on gravitons to Earth. <laughs> and I could just hear some guy, listen, we already have the footage. Add a graphic. Make it legit. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. We'll pull William Shatner back in here with the bubbles again. Fine. <laughs> Everything will look legit if we put him in shadows. Yes. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. Like either they couldn't afford lighting or they thought, you know what? This would look way better if we just made it all shadowy. So it, it hides the like big gulp on his nightstand in his mom's room. Exactly. All <laughs> mysterious and dark. <laughs> and he's building, like you said, he's building these devices to measure them. And then, he, and then Philip said he thinks shadow people work in clans. They have different agenda. And their main <laughs> objective, I know, their main objective is to learn about us. And I'm like, download TikTok. You will learn about us. You don't have to come here. You don't have to hitch a ride with a graviton. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it was so funny that he like acted like he knew these people that were coming. It's like, oh, yeah, they just they really like to get to know us. Like they're friends that you talk to. And that's like know. a red flag for me. And I'm, I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but like priests and ministers and reverends who act like they have the red phone to God. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Like, how the f do you know yeah. what God wants? You yeah. have a cell phone number. You text old homeboy all the time. 
you don't have a connection to these this other world you don't have a connection to god maybe you know something but like you don't know what they want <laughs> yeah we can right. let's move off the bible <laughs> let's move off the but this is bad this is bad All, everybody yeah. like and the bible belt just tuned me off i'm yeah. sorry Half your listeners are out <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to philip i honestly that they're probably not my listeners <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say i don't think they are. it's like i have talked about Jesus being an actual alien. So I'm sure I lost them a long time ago. It's been gone a while, yep. <laughs> so the next one is actually somebody I had researched before, and it was Andrew Basiago. Yes, yes. I had heard of him too, and um, Project Pegasus. Right, Project Pegasus. And also, like, his dad worked on the Montauk Project. Um, but how, like, they took one story from him. Mm-hmm. And it was so like surface. So his Andrew Basiago, 1960, said his dad took him to an aeronautical company in New Jersey. It, uh, allegedly, it was an experimental area that dated back to World War II. And Andrew's dad showed him the machine that had like two booms. And when they turned it on, there was like a shimmering field. And Andrew's dad took him through this field of energy. And allegedly, they went from from where they were which i forgot where they were it was new jersey yeah. new jersey and into mm-hmm. santa fe new mexico and they had jumped into some kind of teleportation machine um and allegedly basiago's dad was head of the top secret research team conducting experience or experiments into teleportation and they were like why use your son why would he take his son and uh, and it was to show his colleagues that it was safe enough for his son to go through. I'm really quickly side note, which is basically this whole fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could teleport anywhere, and no offense, New Mexico, I would go to New Mexico. <laughs> I would go to yeah. like Hawaii or something. Anywhere else? Yeah, I was very disappointed. They're like, and then they came out at the state capitol building in New Mexico. And I was like, why? Womp, womp. Did they pick where they go? Like, do they put in the coordinates or do they just keep ending up there like by accident? Maybe they could only go so far since it was new. Yeah. You know, so they only had like three locations. So <laughs> New Mexico just happened to be one of them. Um Yeah. So, so random so random and they they gloss over it really quickly they're like Basiago's dad wants to tell people about teleportation u.s military decides to keep it a secret i'm like hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dude, they, if this was actually real teleportation, 
maybe they weren't into like cap too much into capitalism but think about the money that they would have made yeah. if they sold this technology yeah no i i've heard about project pegasus and some of this stuff before and i 100 percent believe that the government knows how to use teleportation time travel aliens everything and they're just keeping it from us but you've got to think too like if teleportation was a thing it would destroy like all of the systems we've built like yeah. we need cars planes roads gas like maybe that's why they don't want to release it oh you're so right it's kind of like the whole like free energy that they said they found free energy yeah. but why would they give that away because of all the other things you're right i didn't even think about that yeah that's that's my theory they're just holding on to it <laughs> yeah i and i totally think too that maybe they haven't like perfected it and if they if you yeah. think about it if even if they had perfected it what's the best way to use it of course to weaponize it oh of course yeah you, you so know want to hold on to that to not let the secret out and use it Mm -hmm. exactly so they would keep it to themselves because that way that way they could use it so yeah that's totally i am i'm with you though like i really think that the government knows so much more than we can think about you know like think of i mean they i fully believe that there was a crash in roswell new mexico i fully believe that they're trying to reverse engineer that shit. like yeah why not that that's oh, something I they would do yeah, no, I'm totally on board. They yeah. know way more than they're letting on, <laughs> for sure. And so the Andrew thinks people should know too, and that they should declassify it. Um, and I did a show, like I said, on Bastiago, and he also said, and for people who didn't listen to it, that one of the reasons they used children during like supposed like time travel tests and teleportation tests was because apparently children could withstand the effects of time travel better than adults. Huh. So when adults were sent, they came back and this was from Paula did a story on the Montauk project. And yeah. they said when they sent people and they came back, they were a completely on fire. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> B, they were violently sick. Some of them melded with the craft. Ew. So you could have been like, your hand could have been melded into the wall of the machine. <laughs> so Crazy. when that, the they had that Raymond Laughlin guy who was skeptical because he was like, you would come, I don't want to come back and be like a Picasso painting. It's kind of true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's scary. Completely on fire, I think, is the worst thing. <laughs> like, yeah, you're sick. You threw up a little bit. But yeah, you're on fire. That's probably the first thing we need to handle. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, for me, if I went with somebody, like, I'm sure they were going in groups of people. And I said this before on the show. I'd be seriously pissed off if I was on fire and my friend next to me was just puking. Like, yeah. really? <laughs> not fair not Excuse fair <laughs> stop drop and roll and he just yeah. needs a little barf bag yeah she's like stop being dramatic <laughs> all ghosting you oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh uh, so um i had a question here if you had a teleportation machine that works you wouldn't be on fire where would you go right now right now um I feel like going to the beach. I'd go to some like remote beach somewhere today. And then maybe tomorrow we'd go to Paris and 
get some get a baguette nice I'd be all over the place if I had a teleportation device. Right? I'd be like, breakfast in Paris, dinner in Italy, right? Brunch in I don't know where. (laughs) Anywhere we want to go. Right? I would would not be, I wouldn't be able to go to work either because I would be like in the middle of work wanting to teleport somewhere. Maybe that's why they won't release it. Nobody wants to work anymore. You have a 30 minute lunch break. We can get to Paris and back in that oh, time. Oh, that would be awesome. Right? But you wouldn't want to come back. Can you imagine? No. You're in yeah. Paris. You're like, I got to go back to work. You're best. Yeah. <laughs> so they talked to Raymond Laughlin. He's a physicist. And he says, you know, like, I don't think it could happen. It's science fiction. And he kind of dismisses the idea. But at the very least, I like Raymond because he's like, it can happen in other ways, like Mm -hmm. quantum teleportation. So he's saying physically it's impossible because you would have to, like, break down your body and repurpose it again. And that Mm -hmm. physically, as far as he says, is impossible. But he says quantum teleportation is basically like how... And again, they went into such a basic explanation. I still didn't quite understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He said two particles can be in two places at at once. So tiny particles are connected in huge distances and that you could teleport information. And Mm -hmm. um, so he says he, that you could do information and maybe possibly later on, it could be like, you know, teleporting your mind or your thoughts yeah i could buy that yeah this guy was much more knowledgeable and like seemed less crazy than the last guy yeah um and he seemed what he's talking about and he seemed open to the possibility like that for me is like a key and like where i would listen with somebody that's you know very science driven i have utmost respect for but also it's like we still don't know everything. We're just human beings. Yeah. And you think about like even a hundred years ago, the things they thought were impossible. Like we have a computer in our pocket. Like, so you don't know what's going to happen just because we haven't figured it out yet. All right. Like what we're doing right now was Jetsons. It just like yeah. 10 freaking years ago, you know, exactly. this yeah. is like Jetsons shit. So yeah. So um, go ahead. He, he was just really interesting. And actually, the when he was talking about, like, breaking this, your particles down and reassembling them, you know what it reminded me of was um, Willy Wonka when they have the chocolate bar and they, like, send it through the air. Right. <laughs> My TV gets in there. I was like, oh, yeah, basically. God, if only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he thinks physically you can't do it so then of course they get the expert they go to the other side of the spectrum and i'm sorry but if i had a funky story that i was telling this weird this show i don't want these experts on my side because it just makes them look crazier it does like please don't don't try to back me up i don't want to be associated with you It's like, it's cool. Like, take a seat. It's fine. Because on the other end of the spectrum, they went to get to back up Bossiago was, did you catch this? A hypnotherapist and a dental surgeon. Yes. I thought I was like seeing things. I was like, wait, did that just say he was a dentist? What? What does that have to do with anything? 
Like, listen, I'm not judging. I'm the first person to be like, you know, so many side hustles. I don't even know what to do with myself, Um, you know, but a surgeon and a hypnotherapist and then to talk about parallel universes. It's 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 really stretching his expertise, so to say. I would say, yeah. Um, Goldberg thinks he starts talking about teleportation as an out of body experience. And at first I'm like, okay, I could see that where it's like, it's your mind, your consciousness somewhere else. And he starts talking about what people feel. They feel a buzzing and a rushing of energy. And there's this points of light. And then he starts saying he's worked with people who disappeared in front of him. (laughs) Yeah. He casually just says that like it happens all the time. Like, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> you had me, and now I'm out. Yeah. No, I get the, like, the whole, like, kind of astral projection thing. That makes sense. But you're telling me that you're in sessions with these people, and they just disappear, and you're like, oh, just wait for them to come back. Like, what? <laughs> and, and, and it never occurred to you to, like, I don't know like tell it to other people record it on video or he just casually brings it up like oh yeah this guy just disappeared off my couch and went to new york went from new york to paris yeah okay sure i wonder if he uses hypnotherapy on his dental patients instead of like real medicine he like puts them to sleep oh my god no like that's okay like i hate the dentist but I've heard of hypnotherapy. I, I don't know for like dental work though. Can you imagine? That seems <laughs> like not a good idea. And also you have to be like, usually if you're under hypnosis, it's like you're in peace, you know, like, oh, everything's quiet yeah. and he's talking to you. And then drilling <laughs> your teeth out. Oh my gosh. Like, give me the drugs. I was thinking that too, though, Mallory. I'm like, I wonder if he hypnotizes his patients. Yeah. What a strange man. I don't know. I feel like the going to the dentist takes all day anyway. I can't imagine how long it would be if you're being hypnotized. <laughs> oh my god. I oh. bet he did something like that though. It's just a weird combination of skills. Like he has to use them. Right to, to have. So mm-hmm. he um he basically says it's real people disappear on me all the time so end of story uh and then further explanation (laughs) right i am a (laughs) world-renowned hypnotherapist and dental surgeon yes (laughs) please listen to me i know what i'm talking about don't question me (laughs) (laughs) so then physicists believe that actually what they were talking about like teleportation in parallel dimensions and they said physicists actually believe that there's identical worlds of ourselves that exist and i actually talked about this on a show called um uh like kind of what was it called quantum immortality meaning that Mm -hmm. we've all died at some point and we just we don't know we think we like we survived it because our consciousness moves to the part where we survive i think i listened to that when you talked about that it's so crazy to me that like every time you get in like a close call or you trip and fall, but you just get up and keep walking. Like there's some version of the universe where you died right you there. Died. And after so I crazy. heard that theory, I was always like, when did I think I almost died? 
And honestly, the one thing that I always recall that freaked me out was I was driving and I fell asleep. Oh my gosh. And woke up like, fuck, I was asleep. Like the whole, and I was fine. But I'm like, was I fine? What if one of you wasn't fine? Right? Like, what if it just bam and I just went, that freaks me out. But this is something that I could get on board with because I think when people think of parallel universes and, and there's another you like they they're thinking in the physical like there's a physical yeah. you physically somewhere else and that's hard to like fathom but again yeah. if you switch it to like frequency and energy waves and thinking of universes as radio stations it mm-hmm. feels like it's a little bit more possible yeah you no, know i totally agree i think this kind of version of what parallel universes are where like if you get up and you turn left or right, like then there's a whole nother world with the option that you didn't do, like the multiverse kind of thing. Right. That makes more sense than like the shadow man thing, like the terror and the, I don't know. Are you questioning the Graviton theory? <laughs> <laughs> the Gravitons, I don't know. I'm a little on the fence. I, I, I think the hypnotherapist would be very disappointed in you, Mallory. <laughs> He's going to be like, no, no root canal for you. That's fine. I will find another dentist, dude. (laughs) Right? So, yeah, I'm the same. And they kind of touched on something that I also kind of think about where, you know, you get up and they said that, like, you know, you always have bad luck. But if you kind of shift your focus, you are technically jumping into the alternate universe where you're a better uh, version of yourself. Because it's like this radio station that it's not, you could switch back and forth. So, like, if you think about visualizing, you know, they always talk about visualizing and having, like, a board and feeling the feelings of already getting it. I feel like, yeah, that is kind of switching a frequency in you, you know? Like, you kind of switch over to, like, okay, well, I want this. So, you're kind of switching over to that radio station, you know? That's that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. The kind of visualization and meditation or like manifesting things like you are kind of just switching into that other reality where that's happening. Right. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah. Because I think like, um, you know, when somebody explained it, like uh, like a rock, like a like right now, a radio station is playing, but we, of course, don't hear it. And Mm -hmm. if we turn on the car right now we won't specifically be listening to a pop radio station because maybe our dial is on dial. Wow. How old are you, Lane? (laughs) Our dial. But you could be listening to like a completely different station, but that doesn't mean that pop station isn't there. That doesn't mean it's not playing a song right now as we're speaking. Right. But we just dial into it. Then we can hear it. Then we can be on that station. Yeah, so weird. So like multiple realities are playing out around us at any given time, but we're not like tuned into them. Yeah, like consciously not tuned into me being more fit (laughs) (laughs) and working out. There is, I could tune into that and I should and I want to. (laughs) There's an Elaine that's at the gym right now. (laughs) Yup. At the gym right now with the six-pack abs. Well, actually, I don't want a six-pack abs. I just want a flat stomach. But (laughs) you know what I mean? 
It's yeah. there right now. I could switch to it. I just really like this radio station where I fucking binge watch shit <laughs> and sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> I wish this radio station wasn't so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, so after I watched this, not to end it, but like oh. I, I was confused about what they were talking about obviously so i was like i got down the youtube rabbit hole of some other parallel universe videos to like explain it and i don't remember if it was in one of those or in this one but they were saying like um it's kind of reassuring for people to believe in these other realities too like people are more likely to tap into this explanation just because it's nice to think like hey there is a version of me out there with a six-pack that I like <laughs> has a perfect life it is super rich yeah uh, yeah it's I interesting think so. but it, it it is at the very least a hopeful thought and maybe that hopeful thought leads to other positive things not necessarily a flat stomach but <laughs> maybe i go hey you know what aside from the flat stomach maybe i don't want to have high cholesterol by the time i'm 50 right. or whatever the hell you know maybe it leads to something else i totally see that too it's almost like it's like the <laughs> back to zach baggins <laughs> but if you go into something expecting to see a ghost mm -hmm. everything's a ghost Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just a mindset at some at, at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think our our minds are extremely powerful. Like energy that you put into the world and the things that you think like yeah. actually change what's going on or what you perceive to be going on. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't want to be like a hippie or anything, but I do <laughs> feel like people have vibes. You could tell. Yeah. You could tell when people have vibes like, oh, she's cool she's a freak and then sometimes you can't tell because they get good at hiding the vibes but eventually it you'll see it because it's that's not like, their natural like yeah. you know like that's like a serial killer thing like they get good at hiding their real vibes <laughs> right and if you're like too like you i feel like sometimes if you're not in tune with your own vibes and you're not in tune with like who you are it's easy you can easily get confused by other you know what i'm saying like yeah. you yeah. can't quite fathom who they are because you're busy working on you and you yeah. can get into you can get into shit and meet people that are probably not good for you if you're not kind of in tune with yourself no yeah that makes sense okay i'm gonna be like all hippie okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the last part of this they were talking about the crystal skulls yes and i've heard like both sides of these crystal skull things um so they talked about and of course they had to break into shatner with a metal detector yes <laughs> it's crystal <laughs> and yes exactly it's crystal he has a metal detector in the backyard and what does he pull out of the ground it's like a box of bills or something and it literally says that because you know it, it, they were not creative enough to think of anything else that matches <laughs> what they were gonna talk about they just yeah. i think it's one of those things shatner's like do you guys have a metal detector <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay you know, it's really funny if this box had all my unpaid bills in it oh that'd just be hilarious oh did a <laughs> Wouldn't, oh wouldn't the people, wouldn't the middle class people watching this be so amused by that? Because, like, how out of touch is he? Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. So they talk about um, how Frederick Mitchell Hedges in 1924 found a crystal skull in Belize. 
And it's deemed as one of the most important archaeological relic ever found. It was a perfect human skull made of crystal, and they assume it was about 2,000 years ago. But the thing is, the how smooth it is and how amazing it's been made, technology couldn't have created that because they were, like, using stone to mm-hmm. cut through shit. And then the, there's a Mayan legend that speaks of 13 crystal skulls that have extraordinary powers. Have you heard of this, the crystal skulls? I have a little bit. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one. Me too. It sounds cool, but this just seems like a really easy way to like rip off tourists. You know? Yes. (laughs) That's where my mind went. Someone's just buying a skull. And it looks so, it's it does look so modern. That it's mm-hmm. it's so hard to believe. And I mean, I don't need it to look all old and stuff, but it it it's so smooth at yeah. the way that it looks. And so they talked about how in 1994, Nick Mussolino found another one in in Mexico, Guero, New Mexico, or not New Mexico, Mexico. Um, Kirby Seed is a crystal and mineral expert, another expert. <laughs> Um, but he studied it and he said like something weird happens when he's studying these crystals and he began to see past lives and possible futures and they turned uh, into visions, which, you know, crystals and you people using crystals to harness energy is like kind of nothing new. Yeah. Uh, but also it's kind of unproven. Yeah. You know, I think. Well, no, they said something about how they use it in radios. They're used in like ham radios or something, I think. So... I think it's like not necessarily debated that like crystal, like they have some kind of energy that they use in actual technology, but I don't know. Like he just kind of slipped into that. He was like seeing the future and then he didn't really explain that. Right. He, and it was very quick too. It was kind of like, Oh, this happy. I saw visions and he sees past lives and possible futures. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think I could do that given enough weed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Singing up weed. Well, because I haven't smoked in a while. <laughs> I'm jonesing like <laughs> Jones for it. Um, so then they talked to anthropologist, anthropologist Jane Walsh from the Smithsonian. She's having none of this shit. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. She's great. <laughs> because she's from the Smithsonian, and she will not be caught dead saying that these crystals do a damn thing. Oh, yeah. I feel like when she got asked to come on the show, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, let me tell you what I think. (laughs) Right? I think part of the money went to Shatner and part of the money went to Jane. Because Jane Jane looked like she was dragging her feet on this. Yeah. So she... She, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, no. She said that uh, I put... Jane puts silicone in the... um, the little you know crevices of this skull and long story short the silicone when you peel it off you can tell that it was cut like by a really like advanced object like a diamond tip you know kind of object which again they've already made clear that they did not have this in the pre-columbian times like they had stone cutting tools and this was like diamond abrasives yeah but here's the thing, though. We don't know how old it is. So, yes, of course, like, I totally believe this was, of course, not made of stone cutting tools. But also, we can't determine how old it is. So, like, how do we know? I don't know. 
But I definitely see where it is definitely like a tourist thing, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like her point was obviously like they look like they've been made with modern tools. And her other point, which I thought was funny, was she said, um, like, as soon as I see one of these things dung up by like a real anthropologist, then maybe I'll look at it. But it's just like these random people finding them. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. Because, I mean, there hasn't been, like you said, a real kind of person that actually found it. It is just these explorers Mm -hmm. that have found these crystal, uh, crystal skulls. That's why I don't think I've ever done a story on it. Um, because it just seems like it could easily be faked. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand the uh, thinking that goes into, like, what if they did have more advanced tools than we thought of? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, there's ruins in Machu Picchu where, like, the cut in the stone is ridiculously accurate. You know, and they can't determine what it is. I get that. But that would be, that's not hard. That You can't fake that. I mean that those ruins have been there. It's been found by legitimate persons. The ex the the really the only thing that you're thinking of is like what cut that. They know exactly how old that thing is. With right. the crystal skulls, it's a it's a toss up. Like you don't yeah. know how old it is. You can't tell from the crystal how old it is. Yeah, yeah. There's really no way to like figure that out. So I can and see it being easily faked. Yeah. For sure. I Like I said, I think that's definitely something to, that can be easily faked and then sold to people who just want crystals. Like, people collect crystals. I have crystals. I think they're cool. Yeah. I have, like a crystal skull, but I also don't think it's a portal to another dimension. Like- <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Um, and if it was, to, I need to know how it works. And also, here's what, uh, this is just kind of like a thing in my head, like, oh, these, you know, these, like, ancient beings or whatever wants to give us a message, then why is it not more direct? Can we get a set of instructions? Can we get a straightforward sentence at some point? Like, yeah. You know, even like with when I was talking about crop circles, at least crop circles have binary codes in them. Like, give us that. Yeah, give it, anything, give it to us in math. <laughs> yes, anything would be helpful. They were like, yeah, they a long time ago, like they gave us thirteen skulls so that we could figure out how to find them or something. Like, you know what? Fuck you and your goddamn ancient game of you know, yeah. of like wh- what is it when you the scavenger hunt, like the ancient scavenger? Like, no, <laughs> I get that they didn't have much to do back then, but let's bury these all around and let them guess what the message is this could change everything a portal to another dimension but let's hide them (laughs) and not tell anybody what they do and just see if they figure it out right it's i feel like it we're uh, we're like a pawn in some if we if this is the case this is just them fucking with us then (laughs) we're the sea monkeys that they keep fucking with yeah. Ooh, they found a fake one. Let's see what they do with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um. so, yeah. So Jane was hilarious. Although, honestly, like, I feel like, you know, she she went on the show, too, because maybe she's a Shatner fan. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Feels like she would secretly love Shatner. Yeah. Um, Star then, Trek fan. It's Star Trek fan. Yes. 
Then there was Joshua Shapiro from the very legit sounding World Mystery Research Center. (laughs) It kills me because I do think that there's some validity to so many strange stories, but it's like they legit, like they purposely pick the most insane people to to be validated. Yeah. Or to like secretly not validate it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, their experts just didn't help the situation at all. Like I said, if I had a weird story, I don't want none of these Walmart experts. Like, thank you, but no thank you. Because he was talking about like, oh my gosh, there's these tools to help us grow and understand. Again, who gave him the red, you know, like the red phone to these strange beings? How does he know? Um. And I put the skulls are really beautiful, but can we get a set of directions? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about how quartz can exist in different dimensions simultaneously and that yeah. crystals have been used on radios. Okay, that's all fine. But at the like the best thing we know about the skull is it's it makes a great centerpiece for a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, it's a good paperweight. <laughs> Very good paperweight. So then they go to Dr. Paul Stevenson, who's a physicist from the University of Surrey. I put Colin Firth from the dollar store. <laughs> it does. I, I get that vibe for sure. Dollar like, store Colin Firth. <laughs> dollar store Colin Firth. Or like if you took Colin Firth and melted him a little bit. <laughs> this is what he looks Perfect. like. Yes. So he, is, he says the idea of a portal to a distant world is possible um and through black holes so wormhole through black holes which sounds legitimate but honestly black holes are i feel like black holes are one of those things where you could explain black holes to be anything because we don't know anything about them right yeah so basically saying you take one black hole (laughs) and another black hole and you put them together they could be a wormhole that's it yeah <laughs> all together yeah. now you take <laughs> <laughs> he was I, I really liked his explanation like because he had the you know visual aids there and he was describing the black holes and then at the end of it all he's like well we've never seen this happen but like hypothetically it could happen <laughs> we don't know <laughs> like, okay. i mean his 3D models were better than any of the graphics that was on this show. Let's sure. let, let's be real. Like that was, was like a funnel, with right? A on it. <laughs> Freaking dollar store Colin Firth brought it with his paper mache black holes. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, and so it, for people who actually, when I started kind of thinking about crystal skulls and people want to know more about crystal skulls, I highly suggest, and of all people, Dan Aykroyd. The actor Dan Aykroyd, Google um, Dan Aykroyd on, he was on Joe Rogan talking about crystal skulls and alien abduction. Super interesting. He's super into it. Like if I could have a guest on, Dan Aykroyd would be the one. That's so interesting. I wouldn't have thought he'd be that into it. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. I saw it on I saw him on Joe Rogan and then I saw him on something else because you know how YouTube pulls up like, oh, you watch this. You must like this. And then I had and I'm going to mention it again because I will not shut up about it. I had Olivia Diablo on my show from the Wonder Years (laughs) and she even said 
oh, have you talked to Dan Aykroyd? You should talk to Dan Aykroyd and have him as your guest. I'm like, Olivia, give him my digits. Yeah. I can't just be getting a hold of Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the red phone to Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> right? I was, she's like, you should talk to Dan Aykroyd. Oh, you, you hey. privileged actress yes. here. Give me. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. So in conclusion, uh, as it is with these quick made, I feel like these are filler shows to see yeah. what hits. Yeah. It doesn't come to any conclusion. <laughs> no, it doesn't. In fact, they could barely explain what it was. Like, if I went into this blind, not knowing anything about Parallel Universe, I would still come away not knowing anything about Parallel Universe. Exactly. That's why I had to watch more videos. I was like, what just happened? I don't know anything. That should be the title of the show. Because the title of the show is, what was it? Like, what? Um, Weird or what? Weird or what? And I think what just happened (laughs) is a much better title. Much better, yes. Because I have no idea. Like, so what's your thoughts on, let's get to it, like on Parallel Universe, like what's your thoughts on that? What's the theory that you buy the most? I find it easiest, well, going into this, I found it easiest to wrap my head around the kind of like multiverse thing where there's just like different versions of everything happening all the time. But that's also like really overwhelming to think about. Um, I also like what you mentioned earlier about like the old lady knitting story and like we're just crossing each other's paths in time. But all of it, I gives me a headache. (laughs) Like (laughs) right, one of those things that like I try not to think about that much because I'm like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. Like I can't understand. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, you do have like, you start to have an existential crisis at some uh, point during the research because I was like, okay, well is like the whole grandma story. I'm like, so is time all just happening at once? My head can't imagine that because we're so used to being linear in time. There's the past, there's the present, there's a the future. Mm-hmm. And to think that it's all just a circle of bullshit happening all at once, just. <laughs> That's life, Elaine. It's a circle of bullshit. It's a circle of bullshit? Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, it's like too crazy to wrap your head around and think about. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely believe in, like, some kind of parallel world. I Where it lost it for me. A couple places. A lot of places. (laughs) Let's face it. There was a lot of places we got lost. Yes. The Gravitron guy, (laughs) the dentist, psychiatrist, or not, hypnotherapist, dentist. He didn't make any sense. And then the Crystal Skulls, I just, I don't know that I'm on board with that either. But You know, I think if the Crystal Skulls had come earlier in the show, I wouldn't have been already checked out because Graviton guy fucking lost me so hard. (laughs) Cause I was like, okay, this is that kind of show where it's just like, let's just kind of low key make fun of it. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I don't know. I think for me, what gets me like pissy is when people know. Like, yeah. oh, this is how it is. Or no, this yeah. isn't how it is. We know A, B, C, and D. So, you know, we can't know anything else beyond that. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, ultimately I do know. But I, like I said, I do know we're we're just human beings. We have little understanding of what is going on around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I have the podcast. So occasionally 
we we can talk about the circle of bullshit that's happening <laughs> right now. As Socrates yeah. says, remember, true knowledge exists in knowing that you know nothing, yeah. but also leave their text on red and their balls on blue. That's by Cardi B. <laughs> I there's no great combination. <laughs> There's n absolutely no reason for that Cardi B quote. I just really like it. And with that, you know, bye, Elaine. I'll see you another time. X on red, balls on blue. Got balls it. on blue. Thank you so much for joining me, Mallory. Really quickly, though, would you recommend yeah. this? Would you watch more of this William Shatner show? You know, a few popped up on my YouTube, and I'm kind of interested to see if the other episodes are better or worse than this one. But like the one popped up that was like, when will the world end? And I'm like, I really want to know what William Shatner thinks about this. So, <laughs> and and what, what props they use. <laughs> yes. It's so silly to me, like the whole concept that he did this whole show. But I know, I know. It's probably why it's probably not on anymore. I'm pretty sure it's not on I, anymore. I doubt it. <laughs> so before we leave, where can listeners find you and Gina again? Um, yes, you can find our Instagram and TikTok because I'm trying to be a, a cool young person um, <laughs> at Tobeans and Lesbeans. Um, yeah, that's the best place. Perfect. And cat videos all the time. If you like cats, that's the place. <laughs> that's the place. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me, uh, Mallory. And thank you listeners for joining us. And hopefully we can come back and do another show on Ghost Adventures. Okay, I'll give you a list of my top episodes. Oh, yes, please do. <laughs> All right, have a great day, Mallory. Thanks. All right, thanks, you too. Bye, Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wait, What Are You Watching? This podcast was produced, edited, researched, and hosted by me, Elaine Cheney. I would really appreciate it if you could help me continue to create and grow by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week.